You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, Episode 20. Once again, we have an interesting show planned for you. In our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we take a question from a listener about Altius Minerals Corporation, symbol ALS on the TSX, a base metal royalty streaming company that reported seemingly strong numbers this past week. We let you know if now is a good time to buy the stock. Our star of the week is a past recommendation from our Canadian income stock research, Premium Brands Holding Corporation, symbol is PBH on the TSX, a specialty food manufacturing and distribution business, which jumped this past week on record year-end results. Our dog of the week is former pharmaceutical giant and market darling, Valiant Pharmaceutical International, VRX on the TSX, a stock which is no stranger to this space and saw its shares sink to new depths this past week. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks, and on Facebook. Now let's dig into the show. I would again like to welcome my co-host, Keystone's senior equity analyst, a father of one, and a man who has been counting down the days with bated breath to the release of Disney's reboot of The Beauty and the Beast, Mr. Aaron Dunn. Hello, Ryan. Nice to be with you here today. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Aaron. Or chat, chat with you, of course. Um, I'm just not sure which character you relate to best in Beauty and the Beast. I think it would be Beauty Around the Office and Beast at Home. You can exactly. Why, why choose one, right? Why choose one? You go both ways. Why limit myself? I agree. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, we have an interesting show this past week. We're getting tons of questions. It's, it's great to see that. Uh, we got a question this week. Uh, in our Your Stock, Our Take segment from Mary in Winnipeg. Uh, the question is on Altius Minerals. I'm going to let Aaron handle that question. Take it away, man. Yeah, exactly. We'll just, we'll just get right into it here. So Altius Minerals, the symbol is ALS. So what this company does, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, owns royalty streams generated from 15 operating mines uh, that are located in Canada and Brazil. So these mines produce commodities like copper, zinc, nickel, cobalt, iron ore, potash, and thermal um, and metallurgical coal. So it's, it's, it's a royalty stream company in the mining sector. They just reported their third quarter results for 2017 on Wednesday. And at face value, the, the results looked quite strong on, on the top line anyways. Revenues for the quarter doubled to $14 million. Um, operating earnings almost doubled to $11 million. The company did report a net loss in the bottom line in the quarter, which resulted from a, a non-cash impairment charge of $72 million. This was on one of its royalty interests. Um, and the, the charge was taken due to uh, policy changes in, in Alberta that are intended to phase out coal-fired electricity generation by by 2030. So what's happening here is is due to these government policies, Altius decided that that property is actually worth a lot less than what it was um, reporting on its financials, so it had to take that that non-cash impairment charge during the quarter. If you were to strip out this impairment charge, that would put earnings for the quarter at about $4.5 million. So we, we like the revenue growth. The balance sheet as well is, is, is healthy. It has very reasonable debt levels. 
But the profitability and the valuation are where we have some reservations. The company, looking at cash flow, the company generated only about $5 million in cash flow in the last three quarters, and it has a market capitalization of $600 million. So that, that's a massive price to cash flow valuation. The company would have to grow profitability and cash flow substantially in order to justify that market value to us. Um, we'd also want to look further into the company's coal exposure and the potential for another asset impairment charge like they, they took in the last quarter. And we generally are not fans of investing in the mining sector due to the commodity price exposure. It's just such a volatile space to be. But that being said, within that space, we do see value in the structure uh, of these royalty companies. And uh, because that, that structure is more advantageous, uh, they do tend to trade at higher valuations. And that is that is certainly the case with all all. Altius. So we would look for signs uh, of improving profitability and cash flow in future quarters, but we would not rush out to buy the stock right now. Yeah, and I, th I think you summed it up there. Our reservations would be uh, when you're looking at cash flow over the past three quarters in the range of $5 million and a market cap of $600 million. Uh, I, we do understand that royalties are given a premium because they, you know, royalty streaming type companies because they do have often more certain cash flows but um, that is a premium right now that we would uh, would not like to pay in the market the next company we're going to look at is our star of the week from our stars and dogs segment it's time for this week's star and for the star of the week this week, we look at an old recommendation from our Keystone Income Stock Research. Uh, the company is Premium Brands. Its symbol is PBH on the TSX. They are a specialty food manufacturing and distribution business in Canada and into the U.S. They own a number of packaging food brands, including Grimm's, Harvest, McSweeney's, Pillars. That just names a few of them. We actually put out a recommendation on this company back in two, 2010 and sold it in 2013 for a gain of around 57%, including dividends. We were very happy with this gain at the time. Definitely one we may have, we definitely sold a little too early, but we do remind listeners that we have never seen anybody go broke selling early and pocketing about a 57% gain. The company this week released record results on Thursday and increased its dividend by 10.5%. We like that. Fourth quarter revenue was $533 million, up 33%. Adjusted earnings uh, were $2.48 per share, up 38 cents, or 37%, sorry. The company credits acquisitions and investments into organic growth for the strong performance. The stock was up about 10% on the release of these results, which is decent, but it's also up 50% in the last year alone and 250% over the last three years. It's trading around $78 today and offers a 2.5% dividend. Now, the valuation is what we look at to see if we want to buy this stock today and going forward. Uh, it's about 31 times trailing earnings. This is what we would consider a premium for premium brands, a premium valuation, but should be, it should be able to justify it if they can continue to put up those high-growth numbers. One of our key concerns that we had when we sold the company back in 2013 was very high debt levels. A key leverage ratio we look at is debt to EBITDA, which at the time was over five times at that point, indicating this is a very high debt levels for that industry. But the company has addressed this 
quite well, and debt to EBITDA now sits at 2.6 times, and which is well within the range of what we would consider healthy for that industry. We consider this a great job by the management team at Premium Brands. We think it's a great company. Valuation right now is a little high for us today, but it's been an excellent growth story, and that makes it our star of the week. Yeah, you know, premium brands, it's just it's 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 one of those situations where it is trading in a premium valuation, but when you look at the growth, it, it is actually it, at least recently grown um at par or 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 higher than the valuation. So growth in, in the high thirty percent range, um valuation in the in the low to mid thirty percent thirty thirty times range. And one way that people one way that analysts will look at at valuation and growth and put them together is is they'll just they'll compare the two numbers and they'll say that if you you know if you're growing at um, if you're growing at forty percent and you're you have a valuation of say twenty times earnings you're growing sustainably earnings at at forty percent per year then even though you know twenty times might be above the market average in terms of valuation the growth justifies it because the growth is much higher this is just a a, a rule of thumb I mean there's there's a lot of things that go into it but premium brands i mean it's it's normally we would consider companies that are trading up there at the 30 to 35 times range to have a higher higher valuation risk in the case of premium brands i i do think that there is some risk there because if if growth starts to slow then you're you're likely going to see that valuation contract but um it's not a situation where it's trading at 30 times earnings and it's growing earnings you know at only 15% or 10% it's it's the growth is is justifying this it's just the risk is that if you do see growth uh decline to say 15% which is still amazing growth then then the market may revalue the company and and you'll you'll get a or a decline in the share price even though earnings are continuing to rise yeah and a quick uh ratio you can use and we often use uh, is the peg ratio or price earnings to growth ratio, uh, and if you you look at that, just the the price earnings to the growth of the company, and if you get a ratio of under one, uh, you know it could be attractively valued, and often you can do do that and use that as a small rule of thumb or a small tool to use when looking at these valuations on these companies that are premium, premium valued at premiums. And uh, we addressed that last week with the two stocks we looked at there, Star and Dog. Uh, The Star uh, was trading at premium valuations and beat those expectations, and then the stock uh, had a 10 to 15% rise in the the next couple days. The Dog was trading at premium valuations, missed those expectations, and sold off about 20%. So there you can see the the risk-to-reward-type ratio uh, sometimes if you stumble and you're trading at premium value, valuations, you really get punished. So th- there's the risk level. Uh, to, you need to continue those growth levels going forward to stay at those valuations. <clears throat> so now we're going to look at this week's dog, and I'm going to let Aaron take that one away. From our Stars and Dog segment, it's time for this week's dog. I will take the dog. Uh, so for this week, we have a familiar name that we've talked about before, Valiant Pharmaceuticals, symbol VRX. And this is the, the giant pharmaceutical company or once giant pharmaceutical company in, in Canada. So I think this is the third time that we've had Valiant as our dog of the week. 
Um, but more news has frustrated the stock earlier this week when one of its key shareholders, Bill Ackman, from hedge fund Pershing Square, announced that he had sold his entire stake in the company, uh, incurring a, a $3 billion loss, $3 billion U.S. loss. So for those who are not for who are not familiar with Bill Ackman, he's one of the larger, more well-known hedge fund managers and activist, activist investors in the U.S. He reportedly invested $3.0 billion uh, U.S. Dollars in devaliant shares back in 2015 when the stock price was well over $200 per share Canadian. And since then, he's seen the shares tank to less than $20, leaving his fund and investors with only about $220 million uh, U.S. In, in the original investment. So... Uh, Ackman was listed as Valiant's second largest shareholder, a major supporter of the company, obviously, during that time until recently. As we've discussed on previous podcasts, Valiant was was a darling of Bay Street and Wall Street um, and started to fall apart after it came under government scrutiny in, in the United States for unfair drug pricing practices, uh, essentially buying drugs, um, not really necessarily adding a lot of value to them, but then just remarketing them at a, at a much higher price. Um, in, in addition to this government scrutiny, which is which was a major hot point and, and continues to be so, um, but in addition to that, we, we also think that the company's highly complex structure and their huge reliance on debt has also contributed to, to their fall from grace as well. So the shares were down uh, close to 10% on Tuesday after the announcement was released. It's uh, also down 22% from the start of the year and 60% over the last 12 months. The debt levels continue to be a major concern. You know, I feel like, like, just like many in the market, that we've beaten up on the stock a lot on this podcast. But this, this is definitely a dog with a serious flea problem, and it, it, uh, we may not talk about it again, but it's definitely the dog this week. Yeah, I mean, I have to second or third that. Uh, it's, I think, the third time it's appeared <laughs> as our dog, and uh, you know, we just consider it uninvestable. There's some people who like to. You know, look at these situations which have come down you know, considerably and, and try to seek some value there. Uh, maybe at some point there will be. But when, when you see these debt levels uh, where they are, uh, it, it's just it's uninvestable for us. We're looking at companies with cleaner balance sheets without a doubt and uh, Valiant. Uh, we're not going to catch any falling knife here. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the problem is the debt and the complexity. Yeah. If, if, if it's a situation where you have a company that has a reasonably healthy business and they're generating free cash flow and they don't have much debt, they don't, they don't have that financial risk of not being able to meet their, their, their debt obligations, then they can withstand being out of favor in the market for a long time. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately being out of favor in the market should not affect what you do in your day-to-day business. It shouldn't affect that cash flow. Um, but the problem is, is when you when you lever up highly on debt, you have to service that debt. Not only do you have to service the interest payments of that debt, but eventually that debt comes due, and you have to refinance it or pay it off. And if you valiant, if they when they have to refinance a lot of debt, um, at this point in the situation that they're in, they're going to be paying a much higher rate, much higher rate on that debt than. Um, than they did say two years ago, three years ago, because of that that additional perceived risk and and real risk, and so it really becomes like a snowball effect. The worse you do, the higher your debt payments are going to be, or your interest payments are going to be, your cost of debt is going to be, um, and therefore the worse that's going to pick your business off, and it just it snowballs. So they're they're not in a in a they're not in a good position right now, and that makes them our dog of the week.
Again, Aaron, I'd like to thank you for co-hosting the show with me this week. Another, uh, another great show. Again, I'd like to encourage listeners to send in their questions for our Your Stock, Our Take segment. You can uh, tweet those to us, at Keystocks, or you can go to our website, email them to us, uh, on, or, or send them on, through to us on our Facebook page. Again, profitable investing. Thank you, Ron. Profitable investing.